The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. scary i don't give a fuck i mean <laughs> i mean the guy was a piece of shit i don't care i'm glad he has diabetes no comments i know i know you're gonna sit there and act like act like you're innocent and i'm over here fucking gonna take all the heat for this yeah i am innocent yeah i'm just saying the dude was one of those guys that peaked in high school and he would bring in his football pictures and his pictures of him playing the king and i and then when we all turned, we all turned twenty one, and he wanted to to have a night out with all the young kids. Hold on a second. Yeah, dude, you got to go back. Football yeah. pictures and the king and I. Yeah, apparently he was on the football team and he played the king and the king and I. This man is a fucking dynamo. Yeah, I don't think you've got a fucking word to say about this guy. He sounds fucking awesome. He's got the diabetes. And, oh, well, never mind. Yeah, can't. Uh, can't run a whole lot of touchdowns with that no. one foot. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of... Of? Of? Fuck. Shit. I Weren't you supposed to get him? Uh, I dropped the ball. You dropped more than the ball, my friend. Will, if you can hear me, I'm sorry I, I did not pick you up from the moon. I. He's not on the moon. He's in Pittsburgh. You are supposed to get him in Pittsburgh. Well, you know what? This that would explain a thing or two. I remember the one thing you said to me. You were like, "I love those sandwiches that's covered in coleslaw. Mm-hmm. I really want one. I'm craving one." And I'm like, "Hey, if you're gonna go get one of those sandwiches covered in French fries and coleslaw, maybe you should get Will, because I think he's having Stockholm syndrome right now with Alice." I do remember having this conversation, and um, then I remember drinking quite a bit and forgetting about it. Ah, uh, we are as we do excellent drinkers. Yeah, we're really so good. good at it. Well practiced. You know what else I'm really good at? Picking up Will. Getting high. Oh, yeah, and then not picking up Will. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, so my bad. So guys, yeah, this is damn that scary. Uh, thanks for tuning into the program. My name's Micah. I'm joined alongside the handsome face, mustachioed man, Greg. I'm Greg. Yeah, and you're doing great, buddy. <laughs> Where's Will? What? The moon. Pittsburgh. Oh, I don't man. know. Uh, Will is not. Moon. Yeah, Will's not with us again. Uh, we love Will. We absolutely miss him, and hopefully he will be back on the show next week. Um, it's never the same without you, man. It is not. If you can, if you're receiving this transmission, I don't know if it takes like seven years to get you or how that <laughs> works, but he's he's literally just in Pittsburgh. He's not on the moon. No, yeah, and I don't think it takes seven years. You saw the moon landing, right? It depends what kind of technology we're using. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick was using a 35 millimeter and managed to get it right to Earth. It looked very realistic. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. Is what Stanley Kubrick said. Stanley Kubrick to, went to great lengths to try and convince all you fucking sheep that the Earth is round. Okay. Yeah, sheeple. <laughs> That's what I saw <laughs> when I watched 2001. Space. A space odyssey. Yes. I saw propaganda. Uh-huh. I saw brainwashing, and I saw Bingo. bullshit. Yeah, total bullshit. Yeah. I see Run right, to you, Kubrick. See right through you, Kubrick. Yeah. He was murdered. Yeah, by the CIA. Yeah, we should probably shut up. And the mole men. Yep, the same people that killed Marilyn Monroe. No, that, that was the lizard men. 
No. Two different kinds of men. No. Yeah, one has a tail. The other has... They're not lizard men. They're called reptilians. The other has beady eyes and large digging claws. Hell, you got them beady eyes. What? You got them <laughs> large digging claws. What? But once you hear that glass, rest assured, it's your ass, because you're looking at an old stone cold right here. I'm going to stop. Uh, uh, sir, I'm, I'm just a mole. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop yelling at me. I'm, I just want to dig. <laughs> Can I go home now? You want to dig, huh? Is that what you want? Ah, ah. How about to stop a mud hole in your ass? Walk it dry. You know what, Mr. Austin? We killed Kubrick and we could kill you too. <laughs> <laughs> they killed him by putting, uh, they butt chugged him, right? They put drugs in his butt and gave him a heart attack. I am not aware of that. <laughs> Dude, you got to fucking. He got butt murdered? He got butt murdered. Same way Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe got butt murdered so by the did, CIA. Uh, so did Muammar Gaddafi. Yeah, they got butt chugged. Well, they just they just come in. They put a bunch of drugs in your butt, and it stops your heart. Yeah, or some kind of spear, depending on what the situation may be. Okay. Uh, Point if, is, a lot of people die through the butt. Yeah, and it's tragic they do. Every time they, it is very tragic. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. All you guys. Better to die through the butt than live long enough to get pink socked. Said maybe Gaddafi. Maybe not R.I.P. You. Yeah, I fuck him. He's probably kind of bad. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, this is a horror podcast. I guess we should probably get that hey, out of the way. Hey. Yeah, because welcome uh, to Damn That's Mike and Greg. Yeah. Uh, apparently that's the show now. <laughs> For now, we don't uh, we don't air in Pittsburgh, so no, we don't. No, so he doesn't know. Uh, guys, I thank you so much for the wonderful feedback that we got for Summer of the Slasher. We had a lot of fun with that. Uh, tons of feedback, tons of comes feedback. Yes, yeah, so much come <laughs> in feedback. I uh, but I am looking forward to a new month. It is September, and uh, we all know that September is National. Jalo month. Yeah, it is Italian American Heritage Month. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. So <laughs> National, hey, National Spaghetti Month. Hey, Bobby. So we're Bobby. celebrating. That's right. You know, I'm a big fan of Andrew Dice Clay, so we're going to celebrate right. him all month with Jalo. That's right. Our, we brought our sauce. We brought our meatballs. We're ready to go. The Sunday sauce. Yep. The gravy. The gra- gravy. That's <laughs> there it is. Got that gravy. We got that gravy. Uh, I do not have an ounce of Italian blood in me. I'm mm-hmm. just Irish and Russian. Yeah, I'm a big old Polak. Oh, man. And I can say that. That's our word. That's it. <laughs> I'm not allowed to? Uh, you can. Okay, cool. But I will be upset silently. <laughs> It'll bother me. Yes, I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend you people. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, so we we are doing Spectres. We are doing Jalo. We're going to bring you Falchi, uh, Argento, Bava, we're, and uh, and a real big surprise at the end. Yeah, we can't give it away just yet. We cannot. We're going to have a real fun time with this. The most uh, Italian of them all. Yes, so Italian that uh, if you dip your nuts in marinara sauce, I don't know where I'm going with that joke. You're going to smell like garlic just by listening to this podcast. That's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be a real rough car ride home for us, I'll tell you that. Dude, uh, so I had a real fun time last night with Greg. Uh, we watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, settle down now. We watched the movie of the day, which we're gonna re- uh, we will cover momentarily. Uh, but I also introduced Greg to uh, my favorite sitcom, Adam Green's Holliston. Oh, my God. We watched, what, three, four episodes of that shit? I am ashamed that I've never seen that before. I, I'm putting this over hard. Uh, it is incredible. 2012, it only had two seasons. It's fantastic. Like, uh, 
the amount of cameos that Adam Green pulled in this show is phenomenal. Full on star power every episode. Uh, you got Kane Hodder, Daniel Harris. T Todd. Yeah, yeah. Double T, man. We like to call him. Dude, Tony Todd, the way he the, they were portraying his character was phenomenal. Tony T has the greatest sense of humor about himself. It's cold. Candy Man's going to kill somebody. He's so fucking good. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tony, if you're listening. Uh, we love you. Pick up Will from Pittsburgh, please. Yeah. And, uh, come be on the show. He's waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah. He's, there. he's got some bees. He's, he's got that honey. <laughs> he's got that uh, He's got that drip. <laughs> he's wiggling his butt. He's doing a little, little dance for you, waiting. <laughs> Why is he wiggling his butt? That's what bees do. Oh, they do. Yeah, that's how they migrate. Yeah, they just wiggle their butt. <laughs> yeah, so if Will is going to migrate from Pittsburgh to here so I don't have to pick him up, <laughs> sorry, man, you're going to have to dance. <laughs> Will is a very excellent dancer. <laughs> Will's in a strip club right now, <laughs> trying to make de- gas money to get home. <laughs> I mean, I haven't heard from him. I'll make it up to you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, we'll find a way. Oh, man, he's on. He's, he's just, Man, I'm just trying to start my OnlyFans. Yeah, he's he's hitchhiking. He's halfway between Pittsburgh and here, and he is pissed. Oh, he's so mad. Yeah, he's mad. No, we do not want to pissed off Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Shudder, Holliston. Guys, get on that. Watch it. It's two seasons. Do it it's for Adam. Fucking great. Uh, Bill Mosley's on there. We all love Bill Mosley. D. Snyder is a reoccurring the character. Incredible D. Snyder. I love Twisted Sister. He might be the most perfect rock star of all time, and I will fight anyone on that. Because he never changed. I mean, if that's if that's how you get, dude. Sure. Come on, that's one of the big things. You got all those guys from the '80s that were like, "Oh, I'm kind of embarrassed of what we did there." Yeah, they cut the hair. Yeah, cut the hair. They're fat, dude. D. Snyder was always true. Yeah, he's true and fat, though. He's not fat. Yeah, a little fatter than he was. No, he got a little paunchy, but he's not fat. Okay, fair enough. Dude, t- uh, Twisted Sister fucking rules. Uh, they really do, especially that Twisted Christmas special they did. Dude, that was so good. That had no right being as good as it was. You're going into it thinking, all right, this is going to be another lame fucking Christmas thing, and he fucking destroyed it. Yeah. So good. If you don't know what we're talking about, a Twisted Sister Christmas special. Yeah. He fucking killed it he wishes you a merry christmas i think he even threw some hanukkah songs in there too he did yeah well he is jewish multicultural yeah holiday special yeah he was awesome he did the uh that adam sandler song <laughs> for 90 minutes <laughs> and that's exactly why it was so cool uh, <laughs> will was that you a uh, crazy night <laughs> Why does anybody like that? Ah, oh, God, I used to. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We all used to. I am going to. When uh, when October hits, one of the movies I added to my Halloween rotation Eight is. Crazy Nights? Uh, no, it's uh, Hubie Halloween. I knew you were going to say that. Dude, Hubie Halloween, Halloween had no right being as good as it was. Do you it like was it fucking... better than uh, Hotel Transylvania 1 and 2? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, Hubie Halloween was fucking great. I still haven't seen it. It had, Dude, it's Gen X humor. I mean, I'm Gen X. I like I, that. I, you're not. You're technically a millennial. You're younger than me. Oh. But Wait, what I, am I again? What am I? Where, where am I? Who am I? <laughs> Why am I? I mean, you got to love that Gen X humor, though. It's the best. It's it was, it was literally the best. Way funnier than any of that shit you wise are doing. <laughs> <laughs> you Zs. You Zennials. Wait, is there a Generation Y? I don't know. Are millennials Generation Y? Why, though? Probably. Who? Who? The ones on the stage. Why is on 1980? (laughs) 
So Holliston on Shudder. Okay. Check that out. Uh, speaking of Shudder news, Joe Bob Briggs is back with the last drive-ins Halloween hoedown special. Hell yeah. I'm pretty pumped about this. Uh, possibly. 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 We will get to see a uh, screening of Halloween 3 season of The Witch. Darcy, the male girl, has uh, Diana Prince has been lobbying that for the last few years. And so, as we all know, she's a huge fan of our show, so we agree with everything she says. Dude, always. She, she shares our shit on Instagram. That's good enough for me. Loves us. Turns out she does it for everybody, though, so we're not special. Darcy, call me. Yeah, tweet me. Uh, Pick up Will. That will be October 8th at 9 p.m. Remember, you have to have that Shutter app through uh, everything but the PlayStation Network to get it live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which kind of sucks for uh, for this guy here. But I, yeah, anyways. Uh, Sorry, all you PlayStation fans. I'm one of you. Dude. Uh, Switch over to that Xbox if you want some of that Darcy good good. So Paramount, Paramount's doing some shit. And some stuff. Okay. You know, Paramount, uh, the new streaming service, obviously they're doing like, a, I think it's like a Beavis and Butthead movie. They're doing a South Park movie. Oh, that Paramount. Yeah, that Paramount. Okay. But they are actually doing a Pet Cemetery and a Paranormal Activity movie. The Paranormal Activity movie uh, is supposed to be a fucking reboot. Uh, <laughs> That's going to be awful. Uh, yeah, man. Why would you reboot that? Just do another one. Do something different. The whole thing is the last five minutes. Right, like what are the, dude? The first Paranormal Activity was fucking sweet. It was all right. It was sweet. It's an empty house for ninety minutes. I watch it uh, once every couple of years, and I, there's a couple things that still make me jump. Okay, it, dude, it's good. It's a good jump scare movie. It's fun. It's it's eerie, man. I don't think and it warranted nine sequels, but I uh, it did not. Yeah, the first one was all right, I guess. Yeah, first one was sweet. Um, and also sweet. it helped. It helped with the uh, the found footage genre, which I sure. love. I, dude, I love found footage films. I like because, when they get creative about it. Yes, exactly. You know? So the amount of money that it made, it was it, it opened up the door for like, hey, let's fucking just make a bunch of found footage films. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pet Cemetery is not getting a reboot. Pet Cemetery is getting the prequel treatment. Hell yeah! When uh, Furlong was just a baby. <laughs> we don't know much about this, but the rumor is is that it's the story of a young Judd Crandall and the trauma that he went through uh, with uh, you know the story that he Wait tells about. His name is Crandall. Yeah, I've been calling him Krabappel this whole time. <laughs> You're, you're fucking dumb. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> okay, continue. Uh, yeah, so those two are coming out, and uh, I guess they're going to be out next year. There isn't an actual date set yet. I would but... love to know more about Judd's history, though. Same. I, but you know, give a context to all those rambling stories that he tells. Ha- exactly the long story he tells about it. The the one neighbor guy that died. And they they buried him and stuff. Yeah. I just hope it's not going to be like a Star Wars prequel kind of situation. Where every single thing he mentions, they they had they, to they do. film. I, you know, like, I'm here's, sure here's the origin of every fucking character that was mentioned in the original movie, like the yeah. lady, the, the the caretaker that hung herself in the basement. Yeah, just yeah. everything. I feel like that's what they're going to do, but it might be interesting anyway. Yeah, yeah. If I, I guess. get to see another person with their spine bent into a pretzel, that'll kind of terrify me enough. I think. Yeah. Because that's the scariest part of that movie to me. Yeah. The zombies, the, the revenant cat, all that, like that's all fine. But uh 
the sister. Dude, Zelda. That's, that's horrifying. I, yeah, Zelda. And, that's what I was. Looking and then for. when you find when you find out years later that Zelda was played by a guy, mm-hmm. that like I that even like added to the uh, the weirdness. It's a genius move, by the way, just to make her even creepier looking. Oh yeah. Just all gaunt and bent. What did she have? She had fucking spinal meningitis. I think I believe it was spina bifida. Spina bifida? I don't know. I'm guessing. I think it was meningitis. It was one of those. It was probably both put together. Yeah, she had uh, some mutated strain of bifida meningitis. She wasn't having a good time. Mm-mm. No. Oh God. Yeah. That. Uh, oh, fuck. That it's, whole scene it's is hard terrifying. to have a good time when you can't reach your genitals. I've always said that. Oh man. Was that insensitive? I, I just thought about that, like not being able to like reach my balls or my dick. Yeah. Oh, that sounds terrible. Also, uh, that noise is not me. Oh, yeah. Yoshi is in the studio and he's trying to get our attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was you. Uh, give him a scratch. Up, there buddy? you go. There you go. All right. Uh, Hold on a second. Did Will turn into a dog? No, that's Yoshi. That's my uh, 11-year-old Shiba Inu and my best bud. Will, if that's you, blink twice. <gasps> oh, my God, it's Will. You saw that. Yeah, I saw you it. You saw that. I saw it. All right, get this man a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Will's always been my dog. Let's get you on mic, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, doesn't have a lot to say. Nope. Uh, Fede Alvarez's Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, soft reboot is reportedly heading straight to Netflix. Beautiful. This is going to fall. Is it? Well, it's about time Netflix had something. They have Stranger Things. They've been weak for a little bit, I must say. Dude, Netflix blows for horror. And that's all I watch. All I watch is horror. Mm -hmm. Netflix horror is garbage. Yeah. It's absolute garbage, dude. It's all like these. They keep like throwing in these weird Spanish foreign films that are like, they're like, this is the scariest movie you'll ever see. They never are. And no, it's terrible. It, like, dude, like, I would honestly, I would say Fossum has a better selection of horror than uh, Netflix does right now. Dude, honestly, and I hate Fossum. I know you do. And they pay you to say that. They make me so mad. Ooh. <laughs> uh, oh. Yoshi's just throwing stuff around. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, Will, what the fuck? No, don't yell at him. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so I don't, I mean, I don't know how I feel about this. This was something that I was looking forward to actually going to the movies popcorn edibles enjoy it dude i to come on leatherface i want leatherface back on the big screen and i want it done right because we just had that fucking prequel that just went straight to streaming services and dvd and then we had that fucking uh before that we had that shit fuck goddamn texas 3d bullfuck shit yeah it sucks uh go get him cuz no wait this where she threw the chainsaw and said do your thing cuz yeah yeah that movie fucking oh christ almighty I as much as I would love to see a Texas Chainsaw uh, edition in the theater. The last time I did that was a miserable experience for me. What are you talking about? Not so much because of the movie. I saw the um, was it the two thousand three Jessica Biel one or the one, which is great. I love I that love movie. that movie. I saw it in a theater, but I think I did it a little too early. Uh, I, it might have been the opening weekend, and everybody in the theater. Basically treated it like it was a roller coaster ride. Oh, and there's a lot of chasing in those movies. Yeah, and a lot of revving uh, mo- uh, chainsaw engines. I almost said motorcycle engines. Revving, a, revving <laughs> so a motorcycle. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of motorcycles. Yes, yes. Um, 
So every time uh, Leatherface was chasing somebody, like one of the victims through that movie, people just screamed like they were on a roller coaster. It like, was it was the worst experience in a, a theater I've ever had. Were they just being a bunch of obnoxious cunts, or yeah. were they actually scared? No, they were just like they were literally putting their arms in the air, waving them around, and just screaming. Oh man, that's when you start shooting up the place, Greg. Uh, well, I didn't have my fucking Batman costume on. Nah, right? nah, it was a Joker costume, right? Was it? I don't fucking. know. Oh God, we're so insensitive. Oh, the Dark Knight uh, Rises was not good either. It wasn't. I wouldn't say it warranted, uh, you know, what result in there. But no, 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 it did not. But uh, did you ever see the YouTube video of that that fucking guy who was involved in that incident? Uh, he basically like tossed his kid like a football, pushed his wife out of the way, and like ran for the door like he was George Costanza. Are you fucking serious? And then they interviewed him outside once everything was all right, and they're like, "Hey, buddy, guess what? Uh, here's this other guy." who went out of his way to rescue your wife and kid. <laughs> what? And this other dude brings his family back to him, and the guy's just, like, weeping, like, I've never been so scared in my life. And <laughs> his wife is looking at this dude like, yeah, I'm about to go bone this guy tonight. You can go home. Here's the car keys. Yeah. I'll see you when I see you. What? It's on YouTube. Look it up. Holy shit. There are interviews uh, surrounding this incident. And, again, not to make light of the uh, the tragedy that it was, but if there's anything good that came of it it was this whole drama among this man's family and this was many years ago so i guarantee you um this cowardly gentleman's life has changed quite a bit since then and i haven't looked it up but i'm sure he's divorced yeah i'm sure that his wife moved on with her uh her own personal batman who saved her life that day i'm sure yeah it's 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 an epic tale (laughs) a tale (laughs) as old as time yeah twists turns ups downs it's it's a brilliant drama yeah but and also some people got shot at. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that really was great. Uh, so. But, you know, nope. if you're feeling bored on YouTube, look up that whole thing. I forget the guy's name, uh, but I'm sure he doesn't want any of us to remember it. So that's probably just keeps the whole universe even. The whole world keeps on spinning, man. Yep. Uh, Through everything, there is a season. Yeah, there isn't a release date for the Fede Alvarez's Texas Chainsaw Massacre yet. Oh, that's what we were talking about. It sure was. Uh, and I, but I guess they are playing off the whole, like, old man Michael Myers. They're doing the old man Leatherface thing. Mm. Uh, I mean, you know, it's whatever. That's kind of interesting. He's yeah. Gonna, like, break a hip while he's, like, chasing people. I mean, yeah. Leatherface isn't fueled by anything supernatural. He's just no, a dude. He's, he's just, just a, a crazy dude. He can't really lift the chainsaw anymore. The chainsaw yeah, with right? a six-foot uh, blade on it. Oh, that says saw his family on there? Yeah. He's going to be in a wheelchair where there's two little chainsaws like on the feet. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have a walker. Yeah, it's going to be like going to be like the movie Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have a little Asian boy scout with him. <laughs> yeah, it's his protege. That's going to be his chop top. Hey, it's going to be <laughs> training him to, to use the saw. Yeah, not that much. <laughs> Get him, cuz. <laughs> Do your thing, cuz. Get him, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg, I know you're a big fan of horror video games. Of course. Uh, there is a preview of the first 20 minutes of the next-gen Dead Space remake. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, man. I... Uh... The Dead Space series is absolutely one of my favorites. It is, and they actually made some pretty decent uh, animated movies. Sure. Uh, which are scary. Uh, as far as like film based on video games go, they're really not bad. I, honestly, yeah, you're right, dude. Uh, Dead Space was scary. Mm-hmm. It's basically At least the just, first two were. 
All I played was the first one. Third one was a bit of a departure. It, it wasn't quite so, uh, it wasn't on the level, but the first two, fantastic. So Dude. If they're, if they're remaking the number one. They are. It can only get better. I uh, look forward for this in fall of 2022, but uh, if you want, on YouTube, the first 20 minutes of Dead Space is up and streaming. Mm-hmm. So definitely give that a, give that a look-see. Check it out. If you're into such, give it. A- <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely uh, going to. And uh, guys, uh, there's one more thing before we get into that one segment we do where we tell you how sorry we are. Uh, Greg, Will, and I. Oh, man, I really wish Will was here to tell this story with us. That's yeah, my fault. Uh, so over the weekend, we had a chance to go see Candyman. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, but as I was looking up the local movie theater, um, uh, the uh, the local movie theater that was uh, that's that's by us uh, i happen to come across a certain film by a certain glenn danzig, danzig. Whoa. yeah whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, the and man himself i think it's been well documented that greg and i are the biggest fucking misfits fans in and the world probably in the world and danzig one through four is fucking untouchable no one and two anyway uh, what are you talking about yeah, three two yeah, and four. Also four. Yeah, all four They're of those. Fucking They're good. fucking great, man. I got Glenn tattooed on my thigh, fat, eating a corn dog, covered in mustard and condiments. You're going to have to get a new one where he's got blood all over his mouth. Apparently I am now because guess what? We said fuck seeing Candyman because every horror podcast in, in the fucking world right now is talking about Candyman. Sorry, Tony Todd. But guess what? We're talking about... Death Rider in the House, House of, of Vampires, Vampires. starring Ooh. Devin Sawa, starring Danny Trejo. Kim Director. Kim, who could forget Kim Director and her amazing breast? Uh, we got uh, Danny Trejo, and I mentioned that probably. Eli Roth, the Soska twins, uh, sisters, Soska sisters, uh, fucking Glenn himself. That guy from Leaving Las Vegas. That fucking guy. Julian Sands. Uh, who is? <laughs> I think that's who I'm talking about. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Julian Sands, big old pimp Julian Sands. We all know him from Arachnophobia. We know him from Rose Red. He's the warlock in the Warlock. Uh, fucking a man. He plays uh, a fan. I don't even know how. I don't even know where to start with this fucking movie. Well, let's start at the beginning. All right, the beginning of the movie is about a 20 minute opener of Devin Sawa riding horseback, pulling a large, bre- a very voluptuous, ample-breasted woman. Virgin. Uh, virgin, mind you. Yeah. Uh, with bleach blonde hair. This is the Old West. Uh, bleach blonde hair. And she's topless, and she's bent over on this horse. And she's wearing some, what I would call, anachronistic shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're, I call them nighttime shorts. She's wearing half a stripper outfit. Uh, yeah, okay. We respect. Which, which we res- I love you for it. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah, and we respect that. Uh, really hooks you right off the bat. It does. So we have this whole opener, which felt like it went on forever. But. Uh, but we got a treat to the actual song Death Rider by Glenn Danzig. Yes. And I got to tell you, I fucking loved it. It's a fucking banger. It really was. I don't like his new stuff, but this song was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I know Glenn's, the last album he did was a cover of all Elvis songs. (sighs) 
This one is a uh, a bit of a tribute. Sure. To the timeless music of Ennio Morricone. Yes. However you pronounce yes. it. Yes. Yeah. That guy. The, the spaghetti western sound guy. I can't remember his name. Morricone. Sound like Mori Povich. I know it's Ennio. You're not the father. Yeah. The guy that's always doing the paternity tests. That fucking for Clint guy. Eastwood. <laughs> yes. And all his illegitimate children. The guy that Clint Eastwood pays to tell him that he has not fathered another child. That's who I'm talking about. Well, do I feel like <laughs> punk? Why is he Ronald Reagan? Do well, I have to ask the chair? Because the chair's going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> this is my friend. He's a chimpanzee. I don't do a good Clint Eastwood. You know, he was excellent in uh, Gran Turismo. Ah, shut the fuck up, man. Fuck that guy. <laughs> that might have been the only good film he's ever done. I, I did like Gran Turismo. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Everything he's done pre-1985 like is awesome. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Reagan. <laughs> Reagan and Eastwood. Same person. Separated at birth. Have you seen him in the room at the same time? Reagan isn't dead. He's actually Clint Eastwood. I think they just melded. Melded. That's why. That's why Eastwood got so political in his older age. Dude, speaking of melded, how about fucking melding is cool. This goddamn movie that we're trying to fucking talk about. We keep derailing ourselves because we've been drinking, and it's just the two of us and Will is in here. Uh, there, someone forgot to pick his ass up. Yeah, Tony Todd. Um, <laughs> it's all on you, Todd. And so, Death Rider in the House of Vampires. A brief synopsis is. Uh, you have this vampire death rider who's played by Devin Sawa. If you don't know who Devin Sawa is, he is from Final Destination. He was also Casper. Idle Hands. Idle Hands. And uh, I guess most recently would have been that movie with John Travolta. Main fan, fan, fan something. We probably should not speak of it. Ah, come on. Was it the Fanatic? Fanatic. Fred Durst did that one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. Hey, man. The best part was when he he had Devin Sawa praise Limp Biscuit while driving in his car with his son. Ah, yeah. What does he say? Like I oh, did. You, what you never heard of Biscuit? These guys rock. Yeah, back in my day, this is what we used to watch when we would watch, listen to while we watch Final Destination. While we broke stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, just, just one of those days. Um. <laughs> so uh, we it's, so Death Devin Sawa is playing this character Death Rider. And for some reason, he has a vendetta against other vampires, and he goes to this place called Sanctuary, mm-hmm. uh, which is ruled by Julian Sands. Uh, he's playing this character, Count Holiday. The price of admission? Uh, one topless virgin. One topless pure virgin. Mm-hmm. Uh, which he brought. This uh, I don't really explain how he acquired said virgin, but he did. No. Uh, and then, of course, when Devin Sawa gets there, he's put through the ringer, like, why are you here? All that shit. And Kim Director, uh, who plays... He, he's seduced one by one by every single woman in this... Every uh, woman, including Glenn Danzig's ex-girlfriend, who had no right being in this fucking movie. She is a fantastic actress. She I will not is sit here and listen to you defame Awful. Her. We didn't even see her boobs in it, She's dude. also a huge Misfits fan. I don't know if you... Yeah, that's what I hear. Huge. Probably the biggest. Enormous. Yeah. Um, but dude, Kim director was actually very entertaining. Uh, Julian yeah, Sands she was, yeah, because of her boobs. Um, my favorite goth adult, but, I must say, the original goth adult. Yes, according to this the podcast. names in the movie are fucking great, and I think, uh, hands down, the best character other than Eli Ross character is the man himself, mm-hmm. where he all, all five foot two of him 
Bad Bathory. Bad Bathory. Bad Bathory is played by Glenn Danzig. First yes. name Bad, last name Bathory. Yeah, let, let, that, let that sink, sink in. in. Think about it for a minute. Yeah, it let that let, maul it around your noodle there. Uh, and of course, when he shows up, he's a total hard ass. Yes. Uh, where he shoves guys out of the way, and they're supposed to go flying, but it's uh, an awkward, weird scene. You could describe his character in one word. Weird. He's bad. Oh. <laughs> he's, a, uh, he's a bad man. Uh, we were the only ones in the theater. I think there were two other people that were sitting by themselves separately. There was a, uh, uh, a I don't know how to say this in a polite way, um, a chubby loser uh, masturbating in the, the row behind us, I'm pretty sure. You say loser, I say pretty cool dude. I mean, he was pretty cool until he started thumping the back of my seat. Hey. Rhythmically. You know, I give it up to him, man. He uh, fucking... He was letting it all hang out. I I respect his confidence. I'll and also, he was laughing at everything, too, like the way we were. Yeah, cackling, really. Yeah, it was a cackle. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes someone's, uh, there are people out there whose cackle kind of sounds like this. <laughs> and then somehow gets faster. It can happen, yeah. It can. So if you guys have watched Veronica and you appreciate how bad of a director slash writer Glenn Danzig is, and also... He edits these movies. Which, oh, and you can tell. Which he should not, like, put that out there. No, no, no. He absolutely should. The The most charming part of this entire production was the editing. You can, you can feel Jesus the Christ. Danzig touch. Honestly, it yeah. It gives it a whole lot of personality. Can. I would say if anybody more, I'm just going to say it, anyone more competent edited these movies, it would not be nearly as fun as it was. Yeah, this you're, not, you're not that wrong. That is the word. It was, it's it was, just fun. It was so much fun to watch just because of, I mean, I, I hate to say this because it's a cliche, but it's it's one of those so bad it's good movies like right up there with The Room. I agree. And honestly, dude, I think this was, I don't know if it was better than Veronica or worse than Veronica, but I think I would, the rewatch value, I would rather watch Death Rider in the House of Vampires than Veronica. It was a, it was a much more entertaining movie than Veronica. I feel like it can be put together in a drinking game. I feel like if you watch it while you rip shit stone out of your mind, I'm talking 100 milligrams of edibles and a thick horse's cock joint that you just suck down your fucking lungs and and just watch this movie. It was great to see Glenn Danzig in his old age just kind of smiling and having a good time throughout it. Okay. That actually, I was going to bring that up because that, that actually made me happy. Right? He was laughing. That's he was smiling. Uh, I think Veronica, he pr- he took seriously. Yeah. This one he had fun with, and you can tell. Yeah. He un- you know, he undid his collar. He rolled his sleeves up. He kicked his feet up. He squinted his eyes. He tilted his head slightly back, and he said, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, this, what we're talking about is, is uh, there is a, and it's in the trailer, sort of in the trailer, but it's it's not giving anything away. Bad Bathory, when you see him, he has a little bit of dialogue. It's not good. He's a vampire because every character in this movie is a vampire. Every character is a vampire. He's not even, giving anything away. Even the people that aren't vampires are probably vampires. Even the blood-sucking lawyer. Yes. What? Jurassic Park? <laughs> God damn it. Um, uh, uh, uh. Um, <laughs> you didn't say the magic word. So... Bad Bathory snatches up this girl walking by, bites her neck, blood squirts everywhere, and it's, it's uh, uh, Kid, what was his name? Kid, uh... Kid Vlad. Kid, Kid Duke. Kid Wayne Duke. 
Was it Kid Vlad? Fuck, there was a... There... Kid Vlad was his, his buddy. Yeah. Eli Roth character was, was like Wayne Duke or something it was weird. Like Duke Von Wayne, I think. Duke Von Wayne. Thank, like that's that. what it was. Yeah. Okay, so... so see, Kid... these names are all references to famous uh, westerns. And vampires. Yeah. Uh, Very so clever. Kid, Kid Vlad looks at Glenn and goes, Yeah, that's the bad bathory I remember. And Glenn... <laughs> Hell yeah. There's a weird pause. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Good so stuff. if you guys have a chance, I would highly recommend going to see Death Rider and the House of Vampires or wait until it's on Shudder Two or DVD, up. something. I'm, I'm putting this movie over huge. Five stars. Uh, when it was all said and done, Will looked at us and said, man, I miss Candyman for this. <laughs> Will was mad. Yeah, Will That's, was, uh, Will was not happy about it. I like to think that he enjoyed it. He laughed. He laughed at a lot of shit. He laughed. He cried. He enjoyed the tits like we all did. We all did. Uh, really, there's something there for everybody. There is. Something for the whole family. Yeah. Uh-huh. Family picture. All right. Well, there it is, guys. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn, and your service to society. An incredible success is how I would describe that movie. Yes. I hope it made money. And he's talking about a possible sequel. Dude. He should have been filming it as soon as it was as soon as this movie was done. He should have started filming the sequel. I don't want to give anything away, but we may see some returning characters. Yes, like Greg said, we're not going to say who, nope. but it's definitely Glenn. You think he's? I think he's going to be playing twins in the next one. I hope so. It's going to be him and Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. Bad, the, bad, bad bathery and good bathery. <laughs> they're the same height. Yeah, right. De, DeVito might be taller, actually. Dude, in a fight, DeVito would win. Well, yeah, because he, he can charge you with his head just right near your crotch. Yeah, he's the trash man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just started eating the trash. All right, guys. Guys or Greg? Hey, Greg. <laughs> it's just you. I mean, still, the vote's still out on whether or not Will Soul is in the stall. Yeah, uh, again, uh, to our listeners. Yoshi is in the studio. He is an 11-year-old Shiba Inu, and he has been very vocal because... You know, uh, he is kind of looking at me and panting the way Will often does. Yeah, so I so, think that might be Will. There's a lot of parallels. Yep. We're going to have to do some science here and actually figure it out, but... Uh, Blinded me with science. I'm, I'm just going to say, I know one of the two, when we're talking about both Yoshi and Will, one of them likes peanut butter and the other doesn't. So if we smear... I'm not even going to continue with that joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not Will. Because uh, no, he's actually. in Pittsburgh and maybe the moon. Actually, Yoshi doesn't like peanut butter. We doing this? Come <laughs> <laughs> here, Will. Well... Greg, I think it's... I, I, I think it's time... I think it's time to yeah, apologize. I think it's time to things. apologize for everything... Jesus Will, I'm fuck. sorry. I'm sorry about everything I've said to disparage you this episode. Uh, I, you know, I want to go first. Okay. All right. I just, I want to apologize to the good Pittsburgh natives. Guys, I started off the episode last week talking about Pittsburgh. And uh, first off, I absolutely love Pittsburgh. I love the city. Yes, I live in Buffalo, New York, but my favorite football team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's weird. Go fuck yourself. I'm from Pennsylvania. Um, but I uh, I made some disparaging remarks about the teeth in Pittsburgh. 
and I just want to apologize for that. I know that Night of the Living Dead was filmed in Pittsburgh, and a lot of your mouse resemble that cemetery and the headstones. But I just want to apologize. It's not your fault that you guys don't brush your teeth. It's not your fault that fluoride isn't in the water. It's not your fault that if you wanted to floss, you have to use rope. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> we, got, uh, we got a stand-up comedian on the show today. So I just want to apologize to all of you and your teeth, which I mistake for Swiss cheese occasionally. Also keep in mind, teeth is only just one letter away from teats. Yes. Just put it out there. So Pittsburgh teeth, I apologize. And Yoshi apologizes too. Uh, he sounds like a dolphin. And also, I, he does. Uh, no, that's a seal. Um, I also want to apologize for my use of Jackal last week. I feel like I went a little overboard with Jackal. Because as we all know, Jackal can overstate their welcome. Eh, yeah, you know, they, they play one song and then you never want to hear them again. Uh, that's not true. Uh <laughs> I uh, I kept going back to the lumberjack baby, and I'm sorry. I was I was in my cups, and uh, I thought it was funny. To be fair, it was funny. It, and Jack to, will fucking rule to us. Yeah, never yeah. forget that. That's right. I don't know if any of you thought it was funny, but Greg and I were laughing. I don't know if any of you know who Jackal is. I think they should Jackal with a Y. Look yeah. him up. You know what? I recently found out that that's a uh, that's a bird. Ooh! I was in the Columbus Zoo. Uh, last weekend, took a little bit of a road trip to yeah, Columbus. Take her to the zoo, Rock. And I found a bird called the jackal. Uh, with a Y. Ooh, why? So I always thought that band name was a reference to an actual jackal. Huh. The animal that we all know and love. But it's to a bird. It's a bird. Shit. I don't know if they knew that. I think they just thought it might have been cool to put the Y in there. I think so, too. Yeah. They didn't have a song that was called, like... I'm a winged avian, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What's that, Matt? Oh, Soaring fuck. through the sky. Matt's just, Matt's just stroking the ivory. Oh, the piano's still playing. Fuck. All right. All right. Go ahead, Greg. I'm going to make this quick. Uh, going to apologize to Will. Didn't pick you up from Pittsburgh. That sucks. Keep that bee suit on. Keep dancing. Somebody will bring you home. The end. <laughs> All right, Matt. You're good. Well, there you have it. There you go. That's the apology corner. I think it's time to get into our motion picture, Greg. Which is? Not, not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Yoshi. Uh, that was me uh, that time. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am talking about a movie, a movie that was actually that actually influenced the Swedish rock band Europe on their first album. Oh. I'm talking about the Beyond. The Beyond. Yes, the Beyond. Uh, the 1981 Lucio Fulci classic, The Beyond. Yes, we said we're going to bring you the heavy hitters, and we decided to go with, to start off Jalo month with Fulci's The Beyond. Kicking it off with a big one. Yeah, with the fucking weird dubbing, the fucking weird awesome music, the weird shots, the everything. The loose interpretation of American culture. Yes. Oh, my God. Seriously. These, uh, these Italians, they think they know how we live our lives. Some of you who listened to last week's episode, one of our best episodes. Probably. Uh, you know what they think of Bostonians. Yeah, well, it turns out they think the same way about the Louisianians. The Nolensians. The Nolensians. Uh, this movie actually had Prondy Man in it, right? I believe so, yeah. There's yeah. A, lot of, a lot of gumbo. 
Oh, God, so much of that jambalaya. Uh, oh, a lot of crawfish. The Beyond, a movie where I guess it's just like Fulci's interpretation of hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess the, the story behind this movie is that they wanted to do something where a couple moves into a house, uh, but the basement is literally one of the gates to hell. This is, in so many words, an Amityville movie. Very much so. There are a lot of parallels parallels here, but instead of, you know, a dad turning into an asshole that kills his family, it's more uh, zombies. zombies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before this, Fulci, of course, did uh, Zombie 2, and then he did uh, City of the Living Dead. Both classics, in my opinion. Absolutely. Both fucking awesome movies, so why not keep that zombie train rolling? I mean, anytime you got a zombie fighting a shark... You've made a statement. Yeah, but we don't have them in this one. Instead, we have uh, a warlock zombie. Oh, do we ever. Yeah, getting riddled with bullets and just still coming on strong. There is a running theme of magic in this one, which I really appreciate. There are warlocks. There are wizards. Cursed paintings. There are hellish revenants. Gateways to hell. Books of the damned. Uh, Characters that we don't know if they're in on it, but are not in on it, or maybe in on it. White-eyed, soulless demons. Ah, crazy dogs. Shitty redhead children. Two people falling off of uh, ladders. Yeah, a lot of ladder falling. Yeah, and a lot of gore. In an affirmation of my phobia of spiders, for sure. Ah, yes, the spider scene, the 20-minute spider scene. Yeah, it goes on for a while. It does, as most of these Jalo films like to do. They like to emphasize on one scene, a lot of zooming close-ups. A deliberate pace. Yes, yes. Jalo, this movie is an hour and 20 minutes long. Uh, The extended version is on Shudder, which is an hour and a half long. Mm Mm-hmm. When you watch this film, it actually feels like you're watching a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, a lot of a lot of these giallos dr- tend to drag. That's not to say that the pacing is off. That's just how they pace these movies. It's more a reflection on our short American attention spans, I think. Possibly. I demand action at all moments. I demand satisfaction. Yeah. Ever since I saw The Matrix, I cannot handle a slow burn anymore. Dude. Scream got me spoiled. Yeah, it really fucked my brain up. It did. Uh, and so did porn. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that's a big one. Yeah, I got that porn brain, man. Uh, <laughs> apparently, really gets you used to coming in seconds. <laughs> uh, but and also there's something to say about The Beyond is that The Beyond is a good movie, but it's also a movie about I don't even fucking know. Like I, 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 there's no it's, fucking plot here. It's almost religious in its scale. Yeah, I guess. It's very Renaissance feel. Yes, but I still love it. I love this movie, and you know what? Let's stop fucking hyping it up. Let's stop talking about it. Let's talk. Uh, about let's it. talk about. Yeah, let's actually, stop talking let's, about it. And let's talk stop. About let's it. stop talking about it. And actually, fucking get into shit. We're good at this. Let's go into the characters, Greg. Oh, here we go. Oh, I'm so excited. Number one. Number one! Probably our lead, but maybe one of the most useless characters in the whole film. Oh, fuck yeah. Liza. She's, she's, she inherited the hotel. Good old American Gale, Liza. She moved from New York City down to Nolens yep. in order to inherit this hotel. And so, I would describe her, in so many words, as a hotel inheritor. 
<laughs> right? I, honestly, that's that's it. She's also an amateur renovator, a curse ignorer, a meddling kid, and a useless damsel. Uh, also very motherly. Sure, maternal. Maternal instincts really kicked in for yeah. some reason. Yeah, we'll see that towards the end. And Almost spelled her doom. <laughs> yeah. But not quite. So then after that, we've got Dr. John McCabe. Yes, who squints harder than me when I'm not wearing my glasses Constantly. at a McDonald's. This, he's a full-on Eastwood, and I think that's what they were going for with this. Absolutely. He is the local doctor. Yes. And I have to say, because this bugs the shit out of me, he's a sidewalk parker. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a D-bag. I don't care that you're a doctor. You can't park on the fucking sidewalk, McCabe. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess as a bit of an explanation for that, he's kind of an irresponsible drinker as well. Uh, So are we. Who are we to judge? Hey, I I would never call it irresponsible. But he's also a bit of a badass. Yeah, just, just like us. Yes, just like us. <laughs> and uh, to prove that, he owns a magic gun. Yes, it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, this is the same gun they use in Devil May Cry. Yeah, this is a gun. It is a revolver that holds 150 bullets. It, it looks like it holds five. Mm, yeah, but know, apparently look, it's 150. Yep. Because I saw him fire that thing, and I heard it go off no less than 750 times. Yep. Out of the 800 shots he fired, though, like two of them were in the head. 999 of them were headshots. Uh, that's true, actually. Yes, those yeah. were the actual numbers. Yeah. 1,500 yep. misses. Yep. But, I mean, he's working on it. He shot that warlock in the gut at least 2,008 times. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 2009, even. Uh, th- actually, I think those were some of the extended scenes that we saw in this version. Hey, man, we had to get an hour and a half instead of an hour 20. A couple extra gunshots in those... Uh, those unreleased scenes. I love the sound the guns make in Jalo films too. Oh, it's, it's signature, like it's a fucking signature. cannon. Yeah, it just it goes off. And you know what? I would call that a hand cannon. This man, this is a doctor that keeps a hand cannon in his desk for some reason. Call it a hand banana. Hey, even better. Tonight, you coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who else we got? We've got Emily, who is a blind woman. Yep, a blonde woman. Yes, a dog lover. Uh huh. Piano Maestro plays the creepiest song on it. Yes. She is a harbinger. Boy, howdy. An amateur psychic and a reluctant ghoul emissary. Yeah. Right? I, I, there's, it's, she's a very confusing character. There's some gray area on that. Yeah. Cause she caused the first accident in the movie. Mm hmm. But I don't they, totally know why. Yeah, because, I don't know, she seems like she's just a bitch, I guess. Yeah, I think, yeah. You know what, I, I didn't write that down, but, yeah, Emily, she she's a bitch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, she, she came back from hell, doesn't want to return, but it seems like she just came uh, to our plane of existence just to fuck with people. You think this is how Frank escaped the Cenobites, is how she got out very, of hell? Yeah, very similar. Yeah, she gave him the slip. Because yeah. that's what Frank did, right? Yeah, a bunch of people had to uh, have their bladders pounded with a hammer in order for her to come back. Yeah. That's a reference to our older episodes, which are all our best episodes. Listen back, you'll get what I'm talking about. So next up, the natural uh, next character is going to be Dickie. Ah, uh, 
Dickie. This is Emily's dog, man's best friend, and an all-around good boy. Get him, Dickie. Yeah, he's great. He is. Did, never did a single bad thing in his life. No. He's just beautiful, uh, loyal, and does not have the thirst for blood. Uh, and man, I tell you what, he is as shepherd as he is German. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't act German in any way, I'll tell you that. Nope. Uh, never bit a neck, never bit off an ear, never imposed a holocaust upon <laughs> Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't happen. So, moving on, we got Larry, who is a house painter. A cable guy. He is a very poorly balanced house painter. He is also a fall taker and a spine breaker. It turns out he hates blind people. Yeah, he sucks. He saw a blind girl and he just panicked. Yep. Dove off of a fucking scaffold. Uh, eyes To his own dismay. Yep. Uh, after that, we've got Martin, who is a pipe smoker, a blueprint, blueprint researcher, and a rubber-faced tarantula attractor. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and he sucks. He just, this guy sucks. This guy totally sucks. He doesn't, he doesn't need to be in the movie. He's just there. I think he's there just because we need another death scene. Yeah, we and need... It is, as we said, it is a long death scene, so we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, but moving on, much more importantly, Joe the Plumber. Joe Fox. Big Joe. That's what I like to call him. This man's bravado is impressive, but he is a brick smasher, a beard rocker, an amateur spelunker, and a shitty plumber. But he's an excellent ghoul. And... He's an avid smoker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I really wish that we'd see a scene of him smoking as a ghoul. Oh, We didn't man. really get that, but it would have been perfect. It would have been. It would have uh, So been. moving on, we've got, uh, well, Martha and Arthur. These are, they're a little bit of a tag team. Confusing characters, to say yeah. the least. It's uh, unsure what their intentions are, but Martha is a, uh, she's the hotel housekeeper. Are you saying Martha? Martha? Arthur? Arthur? <laughs> I'm hearing Martha. Can we combine them? Yeah, that's so what I'm hearing. Martha. Martha. All right. For the rest of this episode, this is going to be one character. They're going to be Martha. It's going to be. It's just going to form this weird Cronenberg monster. Pronouns they them. Uh, so this is going to be. Uh, ho- they are hotel housekeepers. I'm going to try and combine all this shit together. Uh, they are basement dwellers, creepy loners, uh, fearless tube. Uh, t- tube fearless tub decloggers <laughs> yes uh one of them is a slow adult one of them is a possible necrophiliac and uh i guess they're both just sort of overly moist people yeah they're very wet martha martha that sounds like a wet entity martha oh, martha sorry what i did to your couch we're martha <laughs> <laughs> i'll take it outside i, I apologize i don't like to be rude <laughs> I don't want to shake your hand because my palm is very wet. Yeah, uh, I, I, you can see what I'm doing to my clothing. I'm going to go change. Just got to wring it out a little bit. I'm like, all right, Martha, we know the deal. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and they leave the room. Uh, so then moving on, we have Jill. Jill is the redheaded stepchild, a recent orphan. Fuck this kid. A demonic revenant and an open-minded bullet receiver, which will make a whole lot more sense when we get to that point in the film. That was very good. Right? You like these jokes? Very good. I got these jokes. Very good. This guy's got this guy's got all the laughs over here. She got her fucking head blown off. Is what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm getting at. <laughs> Literally the best fucking scene of the movie. It's anytime you see a kid get shot in the face, it's just it's fantastic. It is just delightful. Unless it's porn, and then you're probably under arrest. 
So next up, we've got Harris, who is Dr. McCabe's assistant. He works in the morgue. Not a whole lot to him, but I did have the note here that he is more mustache than man. He is more Jeff Foxworthy than Jeff Foxworthy is. Yeah, you you might be a mustache if. Yes. Uh, if you grew hair on your lip. Ah, oh, man. I'm not good at that. I can't Foxworthy this. You might be a redneck if your gun rack has a gun rack on it. If you got a TV sitting on top of another TV. If your Christmas lights are up year round, <laughs> if you got two trucks in your yard and only one of them has tires on it, <laughs> you know what? Actually, this is kind of easy. This is really Foxworthy's a fucking hat. You fucking asshole! <laughs> your blue collar, go shove it up your dick hole. If you're drinking beer before noon. <laughs> <laughs> If you wear overalls and nothing else. <laughs> if your wife burnt the dinner, so you punched her. <laughs> <laughs> if you voted for Trump. There you go. Hey, hey. If you live in a southern state. You <laughs> <might>. <laughs> if you got COVID. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, we'll stop with the. God damn it. Here's you know, your here's your sign. Yeah, you know Foxworth is going to come back at some point. Oh fuck, it's he's bound to happen too. Oh, but he's swimming in his pool of money. We saved the best for last. Yeah, and I have to say this is a confusing name to pronounce, but I'm going to attempt it. Schweik. 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 Warlock. He's a German fucking warlock. Yeah. is what he is. But he's also a master painter, a home defiler. A formidable wizard, a magic abuser, and a melty-faced crucifixion victim. He forgot his safety word. Yeah, yeah, they took it a little too far on him, and he paid the price. That's right. Yeah, he did. Just like Buckkiss in Salute Your Shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get it right. I love that episode where they crucify Buckkiss and melt his face. Yeah. Yeah. And they all just fucking bury him in a basement so he can return a century <laughs> later to, to torment a couple of slow adults. <laughs> No, just one. Martha. Martha. <laughs> Martha. I feel like this is like a like a Who's the Boss episode. <laughs> this whole episode is a Who's... Angela? Angela. <laughs> anyway, that's all. I used to be a boxer. Oh. <laughs> oh. Dice. These are, uh, <laughs> these are all of our characters. Andrew Dice Clay does not make an appearance, unfortunately. Not yet. Ah. Although I believe he was in Nolans at the time of shooting. Uh, probably not. Oh, this was 1983. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, about this movie. It's filmed in New Orleans. New Orleans. It's actually filmed there. Uh, filmed in America, but still dubbed to English. Yeah. Now, I do know that some of the actors that... Uh, some of the some of the actors that were on the film, I don't know which one's on top of my head, but they actually did speak in English, mm. while the other ones spoke in Italian. Uh, and then, uh, that, I guess, I guess that makes dubbing a little bit easier. I think they still dub over the English lines though. They do. Yeah. They absolutely do. It's same thing like the movie that we reviewed last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actor that played the, the groundskeeper, he read all of his parts in English and they still dubbed them, which is confusing to me. I don't understand the dubbing thing t- too well. Uh, well, I guess if you're going to dub it, you might as well dub everything. I guess. Just keep things consistent. Sure. If one thing I know about those Italians is they're consistent. 
as <laughs> consistency is key. They keep having that delicious gravy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Let's get to the fucking movie. We go back to uh, Instagram filter sepia. And we're in New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Louisiana. 1927. 1927 was a great year. Prohibition was around. Uh, wasn't that in like the midst of the Great Depression? Great year, Greg. I don't actually know. I'm not great at history. You know what? It was better than everything that happened in the 1400s. Sure. Uh-huh. Look, that's a fact. And probably yeah. better than everything that happened just a few years later in uh, the 1940s. Probably. Yeah. That's why I think that's why Schweik uh, was in America. Schweik! Yeah, Schweik the warlock. Yes. Let's talk about Schweik. He is being accosted by an angry mob of magic deniers. Yeah, that end up storming this hotel. Bunch of fucking round earthers. They yes. Just, they bust into his fucking hotel where he is staying in room 36. We are room 36. We are one thirty-six. We are! Okay. <laughs> so they bust in. Finish it? Nope. All right, uh, and they uh, they go grab and schwank. <laughs> and they drag him, they drag his ass down to the cellar, and they crucify him. They fuck him up. They fuck him up royally. They, they whip him in the face with a chain. They nail him to a wall. Mm-hmm. And then, as we mentioned, they melt the fuck out of his face and skull with acid. Yeah, like a high school project. Yeah, they just they beat him about the face and neck for a long time. A boot. A boot. Okay. Well, yes. As long as it's in Orleans. Not quite the same as Canada. Oh, fuck me. Same gumbo, though. Sure. Except in uh, in Nolans, they use uh, the crayfish. In Canada, they just throw fucking pine cones in there. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think they just throw French fries and gravy on everything. Yeah, and beaver tails. Yeah, they're there. Probably a bunch of syrup. Mm, scissor. Bunch of hosers. <laughs> uh, so he gets fucked up and melted, and then we go into the opening credits of the movie where we have that wonderful score, which is just so... So giallo. So giallo. Mm, that sweet, sweet giallo. That it is just so fucking giallo. Yeah, score uh, by one Glenn Danzig. Yes. Death Rider. <laughs> he doesn't sing so much in this one, but I'm pretty sure he vocalizes all of the instruments. Of course he does. That's a fact. I read it on Wikipedia. So this is now 1981. Liza comes to New Orleans from New York City to claim inheritance on the Haunted Warlock Hotel, which yeah. I, don't, uh, I don't remember the exact name of it. Uh, the Ibon. Yeah, it was something like that. It was like the Seven Gates of Hell Hotel. Which was the actual original name of the movie. Yeah, and everybody was like, yeah, that doesn't sound ominous, so we'll just... Uh, Call it... Let's dig through the basement here. The beyond. What happens. Yeah. That'll be fun. So uh, we kick it right off with uh, Larry the Painter just falling off of his scaffold like an asshole. Yeah. And himself up. Because he saw a blind lady. He saw a woman with white eyes, which turns out to be Emily. Yep. And as we just mentioned... She kind of just scares him for no reason, because it turns out that she's supposedly there to help. I oh, yeah, how, totally. I don't know how much you're helping by having the painter fall off of a scaffold. I mean, now how are we going to paint the place? Uh, you know? Yeah, right? Let's just let's just paint it up, put a little slab. Of, I mean, the basement is five foot deep in water. Yeah. But fuck all that. Let's put a fresh coat of paint on this shit. Yeah. And since yeah. the basement is five foot deep in water, we're going to call up Joe the Plumber. Who Let's is just, get uh, Joe. This guy rules. This guy is awesome. He struts into this place like a fucking douchebag, lights up a cigarette, and he goes, hey, where's the problem? Hey, Joe, what seems to be the problem here? And I love it. It's that dubbing thing. Now, Joe's voice, because there weren't any police officers in this movie, I feel like the guy that normally does the cop voice 
did Joe the Plumber's voice. Yes. Because he was at, uh, yeah, what seems to be the problem here, huh? Yep. Yeah, scare for a smoke. He I'm going to light up. up. Uh, he shows up just in time to be bad at his job, goes down to the basement and says, you know what we got to do? We got to smash through this brick wall. Well, not before uh, uh, Martha bumps into Joe and explains that she's got a, a path cleared out just for him. She emerges from the darkness in the basement like she lives down there. She did, and she's very wet. And also, like, Moist. I don't understand. I don't understand that fucking character. It's very confusing. Yeah. And it's, is she... Is she being malicious? Uh, like, like, is she? Uh, what, what, what is her goal here? I think she's just kind of a naturally creepy person. But she's like, "Hey, Joe, go ahead, go find out where the fucking leak is coming from, because this whole basement's flooded." But guess what? It's a portal to hell. It almost seems like she's luring him into it, right? But that's fucked up because right. she's against this. Yeah, we learn later that maybe she's naive to all of what's going on i don't think she's naive to it i think she was already in hell and she got out i think she's just a big old dum-dum i it's a very confusing character you think that she's like evil maybe she's in on this but uh, the movie you know what it might just be lost in translation possibly Maybe there was an explanation because for her motivations, and uh, we'll never know. There is a long scene of Joe and Martha staring Fuck at it. each other. Oh. And that's where he takes a big drag of the cigarette and goes, Thank you, Martha. Yeah, so he goes over. This originally was supposed to be a different genre film. Oh. But they decided to make it horror when they realized, hey, we got all these fake spiders and fucking zombie prosthetics around. That makes sense. Yeah, it was going to be like a 20 minutes just fucking scene. Oh, they could have uh, done both. Martha and Joe. this movie have any boobs? No. I don't remember seeing boobs. That's not very Italian. It's not very damn that scary of us to review a film without breasts. You know what? I'm a little disappointed in this. I'm disappointed in myself. How did we let this happen? Will. You know what? Will, Will gets left in Pittsburgh uh, by no fault of my own, and suddenly we don't have boobs in the film. I'm not saying there's a correlation, but... I thought he was on the moon. get will uh so joe goes over and starts he goes oh fuck i know what's going on there's water coming behind this wall here i uh i haven't seen amityville horror that movie came out five years before this one or whatever so he goes bashing through the wall with a, a spike which fuck this guy yeah he's just like hey property damage is part of my job literally the foundation of this house should have just fucking came down because of the water damage yeah he just starts smashing through this brick wall and what he finds is a very soggy zombie. Hand. Well, he does, uh, yeah, he doesn't see much. He just kind of gets him. Yeah, gets him right in the fucking face, and we have the classic Fulci eyeball. And it looks beautiful. Oh, just goes you know, right as, out there. As odd as some of the writing and some of the characters might be in this film, the gore is incredible. The gore is so good, yeah, dude. Beautiful. Fulci never lets you down when it comes to that. Uh, but no sooner than uh, Joe the Plumber gets his eyes popped out, uh, but Martha uh, goes down there and discovers his fucked up body, along with a bonus corpse in the basement. Yes. And who is this? Uh, the warlock Schweik. 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 The, uh, the magician. Schweik the fucking wizard. <laughs> he's down there and his body it doesn't really look like he got his face melted quite so much no it looked more like he got waterlogged it looks like he's just kind of yeah sat in a puddle for 
what is this, 60 years? This is literally the same fucking prosthetics they used for the classic worm eye zombie in Zombie 2. It's more or less the same one, yeah. It's It's gotta be, dude. But it hey, looks exactly the same. He recycled. He's efficient. It's, uh, you know, it's part of the job. Dude, if Roger Corman could do it, Fulci could do it. Absolutely. I've been saying that for years. I agree. Bingo. I mean, I would never, I would never uh, go against Corman in any of his values or uh, methods. No, beautiful the guy, man. The guy's guy's amazing. I Great love at him. what he does. I love him. Um, so then we move on. Next scene, we've got Liza. Uh, she's driving down what looks like a Pink Floyd album cover. Yeah, right. And runs into our scary blind woman Emily, who basically just tells her, "You're doomed." <laughs> <laughs> this is her whole role. Camp in the film. Crystal Lake has a death curse. Yeah. Your hotel has a death curse. <laughs> There's a wizard in the basement. I thought it was a warlock. Is there a difference? Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Can we break this down? What? Is, what does that, do? If any of our listeners actually know, what wizards, you know, wizard wizards have big sleeves. Warlocks are like Julian Sands from Warlock. Yeah, when I think wizard, I think like a like a blue conical hat with stars on it something fun kind of goofy beard an alchemist yeah and then but when i think warlock I'm i think thinking, something from hell i'm thinking dark eyes bad teeth long fingernails everyone from pittsburgh yeah maybe pittsburgh is the land of the warlock maybe maybe we shouldn't have pissed them off oh fuck we should, I, I wouldn't never speak badly of a warlock i think that's a bad idea <laughs> Right, I think that's. I heard that, and I heard you're not supposed to look them directly in the eyes. Oh no, no, of course they'll hypnotize you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so before you know it, you're you're face down in a pile of nude warlocks, <laughs> doing things with your hands that you never thought you'd do. <laughs> <laughs> no control over your actions. So she tells her, like, okay, the hotel's doomed. Don't open it. And uh, Liza is like, "Fuck you! I'm still gonna open it." This is the best thing that yeah, ever happened like, to me. I'll, I'll take your advice into consideration, but you're kind of spacey. I'm not really. Uh, I'm not sure I trust you, Kevin Spacey. In the in the sense that in a deleted scene, she did chase around a bunch of young men <laughs> at a party. Um, so then we have uh, Joe the plumber and the Warlock corpses are taken to the morgue for an autopsy. Yep, where they spontaneously reanimate and murder everyone, which turns out is only one person. Uh, yeah, with, by accidentally bumping into a tub of acid. Yeah, and I guess this was Joe's wife who's there. They don't, they don't really tell you who this character is, but Joe's wife and daughter show up in order to clothe him. I don't understand I don't know the Italians. A, yeah, I don't know if it's, this is how Italian society works where it's your responsibility to clothe your relatives in the morgue. Or they think that's what Americans for do. The funeral. Sure. Um, but anyway, I guess she gets... Probably hypnotized by the warlock. Corpse. I think she just bumped into acid. I think this had nothing to do with anything supernatural. I think this was an accident. Yeah, she just kind of falls over, and then a bunch of acid spills on her face. Yeah, and much like we know from Slaughter High, this is a thing that happens. Yes, precariously placed acid jugs with no lids. As usually, Greg would uh, say, probably our best episode. Yeah, well, absolutely our best episode. Aside from this one, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, you throw a... I, this was like a two-gallon jug of acid sitting on the top of a shelf. No lid. Yeah. That's, you're, you're asking for trouble, my friend. You're just asking for it. And that's how you turn a redheaded child into an orphan. Bingo. Her dad is laying on a slab, mostly clothed. Her mother's face is melting off. And she's just sitting there slowly nudging her feet away from the 
foamy goo that used to be her mom's face. That used to be the cover to Metallica's load. So that's fucked up. The memory remains. Or was that reload? That was reload, dude. Why do I always think Dude, that? Bleeding Me was on load. You know why it is? It's Until It Sleeps is on load. Both of those albums are awful. Ain't My Bitch was on load. 2x4 was on load. Mama Said was on load. Get your fucking shit together. Those are all bad songs. The House That Jack Built is on load. Mm, still not impressed. No, it's all terrible. <laughs> bleeding Me is all right. Bleeding Me is okay. I'm not worth Bleeding Me. You know what? I like Fuel. I like Fuel. I don't fucking care what anyone says. I'm really trying not to do the impression. Don't do it. I brought my pencil. <laughs> I couldn't hold Ooh, it in. Oh, fuck. All right. So anyway, Joe's daughter, Jill, is menaced, but not killed by Schweik the warlock corpse. Yeah, he just kind of does corpsey warlock he shit. Just, he kills both of her parents, and then he fucks up her mind. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but then we get to a funeral scene, but apparently everybody from the hotel is there. That's not Joe's death isn't their fault. No. But they I feel I feel like if someone dies in your home or on your property, you attend the funeral. Ah, right? fuck that. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. I don't know. He's a fucking plumber, man. Yeah, you don't owe him anything. Also, he's kind of a dick. He's smoking right in your face. He didn't even finish the job. That's a very good point, actually. Yeah. You know, now he's costing you Time and money. Yep. So, yeah. But anyway, Liza feels some kind of responsibility for Jill, who was uh, Joe the Plumber's daughter. So she goes to the funeral. Later yeah. on, she meets Dr. McCabe at a bar to discuss her anxiety about all the death that is surrounding her now. Yeah. Uh, and he tells her that he's never heard of her servants, Martha and Arthur, who we, we, we're calling Martha. Martha. Yeah. Um, I know everyone in this town, and I don't know either of them. Which is weird, because, I mean, I don't know how all this works, but apparently she inherited a house and some people. Does that happen? A hotel. Well, that's what I mean. And yeah. some groundskeepers. So they're they're just like... They're, Dude, you, you any time you inherit something that's like, wow, I had no idea this was in my family, what the fuck... I then it always comes with a creepy caretaker. That's just that's just how it goes, dude. Right. Yeah. Look, you're you're my uh you're my master now. Yep. Seems odd. Again, audience, I am so sorry. My dog has been yelling at Greg and I for the past hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he does it. Yeah. He wants to go back into the basement, run around on the wrestling mats. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so back to this. Uh we uh this is where the doctor explains like he doesn't know like who they are and I know everybody. So that just like adds to the whole oh my god, Martha is clearly evil. Right? You think? I think I think Martha and Arthur are evil because Arthur was rummaging through our uh, uh what's her name? Emily uh, I Ilza's Eliza's what the fuck was her name again? Liza? Liza, thank you. Liza Minnelli. Uh, rummaging through Liza's room, and Martha is always in the basement, and she's always wet. She lives down there. I think that's a, that's not sanitary. No. I mean, that's that's gray water. That's gray water. That means there's shit in it. Poop. Yeah, it's poop water. Yeah, it's full of shit. But she loves it. She. I don't think there's a scene in this whole film where she is not knee-deep in feces. Dude, she's down there with a net scooping up shrimp. Yeah. Yes. You know, maybe that's a thing. 
Delicious crawfish. That's how you make that gumbo. Yeah, you like crustacean critters from the water because they are just full of shit. You find the best invertebrates in the sewer. That's a fact. Dip them in butter. Delicious. (laughs) So after Joe's funeral... Uh, Emily explains to Liza that a warlock used to live at her hotel. <laughs> Which is great. I fucking love this. Yeah. He stayed in room 36. 36. 36. Triple six. I don't think that's a So wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Are you trying to say that 36 means three sixes? Triple yeah, six, six, six. Oh my god. Just Wouldn't it be 63 though? So it's like 63. In a like six times three, yeah. No, I mean like three sixes, like uh, three sixes, like everyone's favorite mafia. I get uh, it. Where he used to fuck around with it's magic, hard, hard and, out uh, here for a pimp, and he did a lot of arts and crafts in this room. Yes, uh, the hotel was apparently built over one of the seven gates of hell, and Schweik was there to keep things safe. He was not a bad warlock. No, he was a good warlock. He was a protective warlock, which I think. If you're a good warlock, that kind of makes you a wizard, right? No, he didn't have a pointy hat. Fuck. It's all very it's all very confusing. <sighs> the Italians view of warlocks, Greg. You know what? That's a good point. It's not the same as us Americans. I would think a European warlock is very different from a from an American warlock. You know, I'm going to say it right now, when it comes down between the two, between Jalo and the American horror films, Jalo sucks. I like Jalo. I like I like Jalo. I think it's necessary, but and it is fun to watch. But when it comes down to it, I would rather watch Friday the Thirteenth Part Two than than a, a, a Argento. I like anything with a warlock in it, to be honest. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Give too. me a little black magic. I'm I'm down. Ooh, we're gonna watch Night of the Scarecrow for '90s month. Okay, yep. all right. Let's right, do that. You're going to love it. It's a great warlock in there. <laughs> he gets the whole town to fuck. So Liza and Martha are looking, or not Liza and Martha, Liza and Emily are looking at a spooky painting of a bunch of dead bodies strewn across a desolate landscape. Uh, this was painted by a wizard, so it's extra scary. Now, Greg, you're an artist, so I know that you really, like, I guess, like, you like this, right? This painting this is, is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I remember you were really put. We watched this movie yesterday, and I just remember you going on and on about this it's, painting. It's biblical in its scale. It is desolate. It is moody. Uh, like I love everything about it. I would, I would buy a print of this and just hang it on my wall. Yeah, right. Uh, so uh, Liza goes to the warlock's lair to investigate, and uh, finds his corpse on the wall. Oh, yeah. Well. Finds the nails, right? Well, she thinks she sees the corpse. Yeah. Uh, so she runs away to go find Dr. McCabe because she's a useless damsel in distress. And she's like, I need a man to help me out with this shit. <laughs> the Italians were not very progressive in their filmmaking. So he slaps her a few times because she's being hysterical. He, he slaps the panic right out of her. She comes around and he says, uh, you know what? There's nothing here. But also Emily's probably a ghost. just so you know yep (laughs) uh, she's more confused than ever just like the audience um and we cut to arthur in the basement fucking around for a minute uh just dicking around for whatever reason he goes down there and he's like i'm gonna reseal the brick wall that joe fucked up with like Slop. A bucket of poo. Is a bucket. What I, he what took I a shit like. in the bucket, and he's like, "This'll do it." It didn't really look like mortar. It, it looked like a lot of poop. So Arthur is trying to reseal the brick wall that Joe the plumber smashed through, and he gets gooled. He got gooled. Fucking gooled. 
as happens to a lot of our characters from here on out. Yeah, man. But, I mean, really, what did you think, man? You're going to go down there where one person already died. They extracted an eternal warlock mummy. And you're just going to fuck around? It's like, hey, I'm going to play in the basement. Yeah. With my bucket of poop. Nothing's going to happen to me. Nothing at all. Well, it turns out something happened. Yeah, you get gold. You got gold. Yep. So, next up, we've got Martin. If anybody remembers Martin. Oh, I forgot about Martin. That's that weenie guy. He's just some guy. Like, Martin is so inconsequential to this plot. Literally just some guy. But he goes to the library to find some blueprints on the hotel, Mm because he's doing some renovations. Liza tells him, you've got carte blanche to do whatever you want with this place, but don't spend any money. (laughs) Yes. He's like, that sounds great. I'll do that. Yep. Uh, So he goes to find some blueprints, because he wants to... uh, He's he's got big ideas, you know. He's he's decorating. He's got plans. Uh, notably, the librarian here is played by Fulci. Fulci himself. Yep, which is kind of awesome. Hey, man, a real M Night Shyamalan. Right, he really inserted himself. He did. He really Tarantinoed his way right into this. Yeah, movie. real, really Eli Roth his ass into this. Although he had the good sense not to say too much. Nope, which is great. I right? think he said. Eh, well, Oh, sad. <laughs> hey, come to my library. You come to this the day of the opening of my library. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fuck. You broke my heart with, with your blueprints. I know it was you, Fredo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Martin, he goes fucking walking up a ladder. He gets blasted off this ladder by lightning. Which I don't, I don't under I, I don't think he got blasted by lightning. Yeah, the lightning doesn't hit him. It's I think the lightning scared him. Yeah, the there's noise. a lot of frightened men in this movie. Mm, yeah, Martin. Oh god, a blind person. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd call Martin necessarily a man. He's more of a uh Well, it's he's a man. <laughs> I mean but he, technically, yeah. He falls off of this fucking ladder, cracks his head on the marble floor of the library, because I assume all Italian libraries have marble floors. Just like in uh, Last Crusade. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Ninth Gate. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure if that actually makes sense. Uh, why were we talking about the Ninth Gate yesterday? Um, Was it because of Roman Polanski or just like the, the library scene? I think it might have been just the library scene. Okay. We had a long discussion about Polanski and his many misadventures. That's what happens when we eat mushrooms. Every time we just Literally talk about time. we talk about Roman Polanski for hours. I'm a huge Chinatown fan, so like we go into a fucking rabbit hole on that. Ah, fuck. See, that's the thing, dude. I'm not going to watch Chinatown without thinking. Of, you know what? Never mind. Back to the film. So, what <laughs> happens to poor Martin here, who's laying there like an invalid? He gets devoured by spiders. He got spidered. He got sp- he got arachnoided. Oh my god! Did he ever? He got tarantulas crawling on him and chewing his face to bits. Bunch of quick cuts between some very fake looking spiders and some very real looking spiders. But I just love the the uh, that the way they make the skin look and the blood. Ah, uh, fuck, they're, man! They're biting at his lips and his mouth and his, his face. nose. I but this scene—he's he's, got to be paralyzed, right? Because otherwise, he wouldn't just be laying there. Dude, this fucking scene goes on. 45 minutes at least at 60 least. minutes 75 minutes long i can see why they had to make an edited cut of this film dude this 90 minute scene actually a part of it made it into the 2002 spider-man movie really yes it turned out that the guy that brought this movie to america re-released it in 1998 went on to edit 
the Spider-Man movie in 2002 and decided that during a dream sequence after Tobey Maguire was bitten by a radioactive spider to use a clip from this movie, The Beyond. Oh, was he also the guy that decided to cast Topher Grace as Venom? Yes. Because that was a mistake. And that's when they shot him in the back of the head, just like they do in those Russian prisons during execution time. (laughs) Right? Yep. Shot him as a coward for ruining film. (laughs) It's a harsh world that we live in. Harsh. Yeah, especially when you get to Russia. Bitter. Yeah. Cold. Very cold. Very cold. Heard you're going to need your mittens. Yeah. I think they, it's more, it's not so much that they execute him, they put him out of his misery. Yes. For, for fucking up Spider-Man 3. They did. They did. Yeah. Yes. It happens. Jim. So, anyway, uh, Martha, Martha, Arth, what were we calling her? Martha? Martha is cleaning room 36, which, as we all know, is not a good idea at this point. Uh, she finds a filthy tub full of more gray water. Yeah, why is there, there's so much gray water? That, Whatever that water is, it's been there for a long time, right? Like, if you move into a, uh, if you inherit a motel, hotel, whatever the case may be, and there's a tub with just thick, chunky mud water in it. I think it would have evaporated by then. I feel like you need to at least probe around in there with, like, a stick or something before you just drain it. Because there might be a killer zombie corpse waiting for you. Yeah, probably. Martha did not have the same intelligent train of thought that I do. Uh, so she drains this water only to reveal the corpse of Schwenk. No, nope. wait, Arthur. Nope. No, Martin. Nope. Uh, oh, 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 Bob the Builder. Nope. Bob, Bob the Plumber. Nope. Well, kind of. It's Joe the Plumber. That's what I meant. Somehow Fuck. he got out stupid, of his grave. Stupid. <laughs> he he rose from his grave, which was covered in cement, and because it's New Orleans, went to sleep in a tub. Yes. With the water on. He took a tubby. He took a tubby and just waited. He came out. What did he do to Martha? He ghouls her up good. Oh, he ghouled her. Yeah, he grabs her and he punches her head onto one of the nails that's sticking out of the wall. Which was meant for Schwank. Yeah, one of the Schweik crucifixion nails. Yes. Big old rusty nail. Yep. So she's dead. And this is, as we said, this is one of the more confusing things. Because oh, by the way. This is our second eyeball scene. Mm, yes. Yeah. If you guys love the eyeball scene in Zombie. Fulci is big on this. You're going to love the eyeball scene in The Beyond. I will say, though, The Beyond, it's a little more about eyeball popping and not so much about eyeball poking. Yes. That'll make sense if you've seen both movies. These eyeballs will pop out like a motherfucker. Yeah, they're they're punching right out of the sockets. Not so much... With the uh, the milky poking in the uh, uh, makes my knees weak just to think about it. But anyway, that's the end of Martha. Our two favorite characters have died within just a matter of minutes. Yeah, Martha. And we are all just worse for it. We're stuck with Liza Minnelli and uh, that chick with the dog. Yeah. So Emily is then confronted by Schweike the Warlock and his band of ghouls. Uh, who insists that she returns to hell. She is, uh, at first I thought this might have been kind of a hallucination, but yeah. she's, uh, she's sitting in her house, um, and she is having a conversation, apparently with herself, but also with hell. Yeah. And they're all like, hey, Emily, you need to come back. You escaped 
I guess with the intention of warning Liza that there is a gate of hell in the basement. Yeah, but they're taking her back. Uh, Schweik is tired of this bullshit, which is weird because, I mean, if Schweik is, if he was a benevolent warlock, why is he, why is he fucking her up here? I don't know, dude. Any, any real reason? I or? don't understand that. I see that's just, why this whole thing with the, the plot's weird, dude. It might be just to maintain the balance. I think is. is I guess. I think doing. there's more. There's more layers, and there's more to it that we're just not catching. It's all. It's all way too Italian for it's me. It's so Italian. Um, so while uh, while Emily is just kind of sitting there, saying, "Hey, I don't want to go back. I don't want to. I don't want to return to hell." Uh, Dicky, her loyal dog, decides to attack all the zombies, and. Uh, you think for a moment that this is working. Yeah, Dickie seems to have gotten him real good. Until. But instead, Dickie turns heel. And she gets dogged. She got dogged. She gets dogged right, right in, in the, the neck. fucking neck, right in her fucking ear. He dogged the shit. Up. And this is just like the tarantula scene. It lasts 25 minutes longer than it should. Yeah, a lot of spurting blood. A lot of, uh. I appreciate that. Yeah, very But it's done. It's done. It's over. Like. Yeah. Jalo loves those long, awkward camera angles where they just focus on the same fucking shit. It's very violent. It's very gory. It is. Um, but yeah, she she finally returns to hell, and we're all like, great. Yeah, that sums that up. Wrapped it up in a nice little package. Uh, but we've I got, got a little package for you. <laughs> Do you? But we've got Liza and McCabe uh, fleeing to the hotel now. Once they realize that the gates of hell have been opened. Uh, they leave, and we get a nice shot. Actually, this is one of the kind of subtle things I really liked about this film. Uh, you see an exterior shot of the hotel, and ghouls, the silhouettes of ghouls are occupying all of the windows. Yeah, that's cool. It's all been taken over. You say ghouls, I say zombies. Hell on earth is what's happening. Hell in a hotel. Yeah. yeah. Hell in a cell. <laughs> that's right. That was invented. By so, the Italians. So, yes. <laughs> so Shawn Michaels could get his comeuppance. That's right. Yep. Um, so they decide, you know, this hotel is no longer a safe place to be. We're going to flee to the hospital because that's uh, that's McCabe's second favorite place in New yeah, Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Good old squinty-eyed McCabe yeah. slapping Alza around. So they go to the hotel. He's, he's slapping her in the car the whole way. just trying to keep her from getting hysterical. Yeah, yep. Then kissing her. Uh, and uh, they... Quickly learn that hey, this place is full of ghouls too. Yeah. So McCabe, always the man to have a backup plan, grabs his magic gun and goes to town shooting fucking everyone. Oh my god! He's pew shooting, pew pew pew. He's shooting guts. He's shooting arms. He's shooting heads with the magic gun from Devil May Cry. This is so Ebony and Ivory bullets. put together. Yes. This is a revolver that has an unlimited capacity. This is you have to beat the game once before you get this shit. Yeah, that's that's right. Clearly, he's done this before. He unlocked the Magnum revolver. Yes. So, I guess long story short, they uh, they run around in the morgue, shoot bunch of fucking zombies who have come back to life. There's no living people left in the vicinity. Um, but they eventually run into Jill, the annoying little child that has no significance whatsoever. Oh my God! Why is she even there? Because she was Joe's kid. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't make sense. Shouldn't she be in a fucking orphanage at this point? Nah, she's been living Or with, in, like, uh, a grandma or with an aunt? She's been staying in the morgue this whole Just time. Just staying in the morgue. Yeah, I mean, we don't even, we're not, it's not clear how much time has passed. I'm gonna say maybe a day or two. Well, you know, when both your parents die, you just, uh, you live in a morgue. That's your new home. Shit, man, that's cool. 
I mean, kind of. I don't know. It's kind of metal. She's kind of just uh, she's a creepy little kid. So yeah, because she's a ginger. Never left the morgue. Never left it. But yes, twist of fate. She's a ghoul now. What do we do to ghouls, Greg? Shoot him in the fucking face. She gets her fucking brains blown out. Plastered everywhere. I mean, this is the best fucking part of the movie. So good. This gag is great. Her whole head basically fucking explodes. Yeah, it erupts. Woo! Howdy does it now. Probably the best headshot in the whole film. Oh, my God. It's one of the only headshots in the whole film. And it's beautiful because it's on a child. It's, that's the, I was waiting for that. That is the chef's kiss. Yep. Leave, this, it, leave it to an Italian director to blow the brains out of a child. God, I love it. It's great. Kids suck is what uh, I'm saying. Unlike Roman Polanski, who blew... Never mind. No. Not going not gonna to no, go there. No. <laughs> so, once McKay blows the brains out of, uh, out of Jill because he hates kids, as we all do, uh, they flee down a staircase, which turns out to be the same spiral ca- uh, staircase that is in the hotel. Blah, blah. This is crazy. It's crazy because they end up back. All of a sudden, time and space are disconnected. And nothing matters because time is a construct made up by man. That's right. Yes. And space, the space between us. (laughs) Earth is flat. (laughs) They realize that they're in the hotel basement again, and all they see is a long hallway with a portal at the end of it, which they decide, we're going to go into that shit. Why not? It'll get you away from the fucking zombie ghouls. It'll get you drunk. It'll- <laughs> <laughs> you may even find a zombie or two. It'll be fucking fat bitches in no time. <laughs> so they they slowly walk down this hallway into this portal and find themselves in... Schwenk's painting that we spoke about earlier. It all came together, guys. The Beyond! The Beyond! And they're like, oh shit, we're here and we can't go back. Yet our eyes just somehow turn into the other chicks. They got milky. Yeah, they got milky, all right. Just like Roman Polanski's wife, uh, the eyes got a little milky. Sharon Tate? It's because she got murdered by the Manson family. Of course her eyes got milky. I was talking about her second wife. Oh, the 12-year-old. Colorful. Yeah, they got a little milky-eyed, and they find themselves in the desolate landscape of Schweik's. Now, I know last night when we watched this movie together, you were talking about how much you love this ending, Greg. Yes. Would you care care to explain why you love this ending so much? I just love the tone of it. I love the darkness. I love the... uh, just that landscape. The, the yeah. thought they were escaping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said they're doomed. Doomed. I, I love just that it closes on such a down note. Yeah, that is actually pretty cool. And also, it's kind of refreshing. The foreshadowing of that painting, you know, there's something yep. to be said for that. Yep, absolutely. You know, they teased uh, it early on, and all of a sudden you were there. It proves that magic is real. So what do you... That, <laughs> that gives me hope. What do you give this movie? Hmm... I gotta be honest, I didn't super care for it up until the end. It's a little bit of slow, slow burn, some good gore, not a lot of tits. No tits. So, considering that ending, five out of five. Ah, fuck. Yeah, good stuff. Um, Love that Fulci. I do, I do love Fulci, I do, guys, so don't fucking crucify me over here. But I also think that Jalo is nowhere near as good as American Horror. Uh, so right there, we're taking a we're taking a scary away. Uh, there's no tits. We're taking another scary away. 
The movie felt like it was two and a half hours, but it was only an hour and a half. I'm taking another scary away. I'm giving this movie two out of five. A kid did get their brains blown out. I'm giving this movie five out of five. There you go. Uh, Falchi, you fucking did it again, as you always tend to do. Um, and uh, Consistent, if nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. I do like the score. I do like how some of it is shot. I don't necessarily... Uh, the story was kind of convoluted. But the, also very simple at the same time. It was simple, but it didn't have to be so messy. Some of the characters didn't have clear motivations. No, they didn't. The main, the main fucking fuck up for me was uh, Arthur and Martha. Uh, Martha, as we yeah. call them, Martha and Arthur. That was kind of fucking like, what? What are they doing here? I felt like they should have had a bigger part. Instead, they just randomly got killed by ghouls. Um, I. I I don't know. I felt like there should have been more to them. Uh, I felt like Shank the Warlock should have came back to his... Uh, what, what's his name? Shank? Shaft, I think Sh- it was. Oh, Shaft. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, John Shaft. John Shaft. Uh, no one understands him. But his woman. That's right. Uh, now, I I think he should have eventually come back to his human form. I think there should have been another entity involved instead of just, like, this weird pissed-off warlock. You think they should have met uh, Shaft in the beyond? I think they should have. And I also think, uh, I, I, I mean, sure, why not, man? Why not meet Dolomite while we're at it? Yeah. You know, Rudy Ray Moore, he could have played both parts. Honestly. Rudy Ray Moore was in Big Money Hustlers. He worked with ICP. He's incredibly versatile. He is, sir. He is. Uh, well, I guess I, I guess on that, guys, this is going to be the start of our Jalo month. Yeah, stay tuned. So we did Falchi. Next week, we're going to dip our toes into some of that sweet, sweet Argento butthole. That Argento gravy. Yes, the gravy we hear about it. And don't be fooled. It's not brown. It is, in fact, red. Mm-hmm. And delicious. You know it. And garlicky. Finger licking good. It's the good stuff. Yes. Hot shit. Oh, man. Uh, we're just going to be pasta pigs all month over here. Oh, yeah. We're going to simmer for nine hours. Which, Greg, I cannot fucking stop saying the term pasta pig. I mean, it's a good one. It's great. Uh, we've all dated one. But we've been there. We have. Sometimes you sometimes you go a little giallo. Oh, don't we ever. Giallo just sounds like it would be a delicious Italian dessert. And honestly, I'm still not totally sure how to pronounce that. So it's going to be different every time. Get used to that. Yeah, I might even call it giallo. Giallo? Giallo. Giallo. A giallo? I like it. I like it a lot. Well, it's going to be a whole month of this shit. Yeah, so, uh, you got to deal with it. Hope you're excited, everybody. Yeah, you got uh, uh, two guys that aren't Italian at all. And then when Will comes back. And then Will, who's like 100%. 100% Italian. <laughs> yep. Will and his fucking pompadour. Wearing that little tomato hat. Yep. He's known for it. He is. Well, Greg, on that note, buddy. Love each other. Will. Care for one another. And more importantly. Keep it spooky! Mamma me! Damn, that's scary! Hi, I'm young Andrew Wentz. My dream is to be a podcaster on an awesome network talking about random topics and just having fun. Whoa, what's that beam of light? Hey, young Andrew Lens. 
It's me, Andrew Lentz from the future, telling you that your dream is going to come true. What? No way! Yeah, you're going to have an awesome podcast called Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? And new episodes come out every Sunday on... Beyonce!